Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, I am graced by the presence of some of the royalty of the road. More on that in a second. If you're brand new here, welcome to this show. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you stay tuned in. This is a podcast about how some of the most interesting or exciting brands out there today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And today, I'm on with General Motors and their chief marketing officer, Deborah Wall. Now, Deborah has a fantastic opportunity right now at General Motors to lead the automotive brand through concurrent and crucial contexts, both the global pandemic that is affecting the industry as well as civil unrest, which requires strong voices. And Deborah is certainly one. We talk all about not only her journey to automotive, not only what drew her in, but what drew her back in after spending some time outside the industry. But we also talk about some of the ways in which she's inspiring her own team to stay confident and creative, even when they are unsure as to how to proceed. And of course, we also talk about some of the ways in which they are bringing real consumers into the story. And I don't just mean those commercials from a few years back about real consumers, real opinions. I'm talking about real contributions to society, not only in the age of COVID, but also what they are doing given the recent protests against police brutality and against racism. Like I said, every brand has to have a strong voice there, and Deborah certainly has a strong voice when it comes to generally being the sun. More on that from her in this conversation. I really can't wait to have you hear this. I've been wanting to do this conversation for about a year, and I'm so glad that it came to fruition. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let you enjoy it too. So without further ado, here's our podcast from today with General Motors, Deborah Wall. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Got a real special guest today. I'm joined by Deborah Wall from General Motors. Deborah, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Great to talk to you too, Adam. I've really been looking forward to this. So have I. I have heard plenty of things that you've had to say. I've seen you talk in person, now getting to have this interview, uh, not only just for, for my personal enjoyment, but for the enjoyment of our audience is fantastic. I uh, have so many questions, so many places I want to explore. But uh, l- let me start and let us level set with uh, getting to this point. Actually, the first time that I saw you speak, I'm pretty sure it was in September of last year, and it was very close to, if not the day, that it was announced that you would uh, arise to the helm of all of GM. So I hope it's been a good time since. But I want to know what got you to this point, and specifically, what about automotive not only drew you in, but drew you back in after I know that uh, part of your early career was in automotive, and then you experienced some time with some, oh, little known brands like McDonald's and things like that, and then come back into the auto industry. So I'm curious, what sparked that return and why the GM family specifically? Specifically, it, that's a. It's one of the questions that I always spend a lot of time reflecting on, um, and I've always thought that actually, as you look at the trajectory of a career, uh, the most m- meaningful careers come when you often take times to reflect and really decide what's important and where your core values are. So I came back to General Motors because I am actually from the Detroit area. Uh, I grew up around here. Obviously, there's enormous amount of uh, transformation going on and change. And I decided that first, I wanted to come back home, uh, be close to my family, uh, reconnect with everyone, and find a way to contribute. Uh, and then after um, I've made a career of marketing overall, as you know, and decided to look at where I could also make the b- biggest impact in marketing. And as I looked at, after being in several different industries, what was happening in the automotive industry, it's probably the most transformation of any kind that's 
gone on, and it's at the greatest level that we've ever seen. In in at least in my experience, and over the 25 years that I've been doing marketing. Uh, and so that's what really drove me to be back. And the final part of that was I also, at this stage of my career, I think while we realize it throughout, um, what makes a huge difference is leadership and the people that you're working with. So as I looked around at all the different industries and who the top CEOs were and where leadership was going, of course, uh, Mary Barra was high on my list. I love her leadership team. Um, Mark Royce is probably one of the best uh, product people in the entire business. As you know, I've worked with a lot of automotive companies. So I've had the chance to work with a lot of fantastic people. And I look at this leadership team, um, the direction, the guidance, the um, the culture that they're creating overall and decided this is a place that I want to contribute. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, have made that contribution and that you are currently doing so because right now, obviously, there's a, uh, a coalescence of contexts that have made it an incredibly uh, important time to market properly and to message properly. Uh, I, I want to start on the first of those. So uh, obviously being in the current context of a global pandemic, and we'll talk about other circumstances in a second, uh, that, that undoubtedly creates pressures on the auto industry. And at the same time, you have this team of thousands of people all over the place, and, and they need to continue to shine through, to continue uh, to message either in an authentic way or, or, or in a positive way or in a way that is productive. I know that you personally have been talking a lot about the need to uh, pivot quickly, especially right now. You've been talking about that at conferences as well. And so I'm just curious, knowing that you need to lead this team who is generally probably pretty unsure as to how to proceed, how do you continue to instill hope and inspire the same fire within them that has allowed GM to shine over the years? And if within that, there are specific mantras that you carry or principles that you hold, that'd be interesting to hear about too. Yes, and that is that's such a big question, but it's also the one that um, I think I'm thinking about a lot right now. As as we all go through this, I mean, these are unprecedented times in everything that we've gone through, both as a company. If you think back to last year, we had an unprecedented strike that presented certain challenges with the whole company coming together to manage through that and create good outcomes. We got out of that quickly, and then we started moving to the future that we were planning, and we uh, really demonstrated to everyone our battery technolo technology, our Ultium battery propulsion system, all the areas that uh, we were going into and what we believe that we needed to do as our role um, in the country and the world for the future. And we have a vision of um, zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion that this was all leading to. Well, the minute we uh, really demonstrated all that and gave people a good look at this direction, which was incredibly favorably received, then uh, we were hit by the global pandemic. So I think what all of us are now in the mode of is a new sense of agility, of alignment and collaboration and coming together, and a new sense of speed to make sure that we're constantly assessing exactly where everyone is, what our consumers need most, how can we turn all of our efforts to this? And of course, now with the, the next stage that um, has come upon us with the protests and the civil unrest and the real recognition that significant change needs to happen uh, throughout the country, I think these principles are uh, applying more than ever. You know, um, last year, a good friend of mine um, who's been my mentor throughout my career, his name is Dr. Harry Cohen, he wrote a book called Be the Sun, Not the Salt. 
And it's an incredible book called from his work and coaching and knowledge over many, many years about how we can really synthesize and just streamline all of our beliefs to really be the best that we can. And his belief is that it's a heliotropic form of living and management, et cetera, that when you shine the sun on something, then it blossoms and blooms. And when you throw salt on it, things shrivel up and die. Uh, so I really took that to heart as I approached my uh, new role and said, how do we look at really shining the sun and really helping everyone blossom to, to be the best they can be? So despite the challenges of the pandemic, I think it's actually allowed people to uh, work at their peak performance because we've gotten rid of all the extra and just focused on what's critical. And um, that has uh, put us on new standards. The, um, the story about uh, General Motors, we, when Mary was first approached about helping in ventilator production, uh, from that day and the first meeting with Ventec until the day that we were starting to manufacture was 18 days. So now that's become the new standard time for everything. We think, well, if we were able to do this as a company in 18 days, why can't we tackle these other things? And if you've seen what we've done with our dealer network from you know, launching new ways of shopping and buying online to uh, announcing initiative for clean so that people feel confident about their personal safety in any of the vehicles that we have, uh, we're just on a trajectory of moving and adapting and agility going forward. Yeah, to be incredibly uh, agile today is obviously very important, and especially digitally, and especially in the conversations that you're having in that 18-day period. And uh, I know that uh, even though that the audio industry has experienced its headwinds over the last, say, quarter, uh, demand is still there, interest is still there, and within that 18-day period, uh, it being an incredibly online-driven experience, People are probably now online more than ever, regardless of age, regardless of demographic. Many of them are home. Many of them are searching the internet for all sorts of things, again, given that current context. I'm curious then, given the sorts of uh, learnings that you've had, either from that heliotropic philosophy or from the dealings in which you've had with your own team, how those principles apply and perhaps translate to the way in which you communicate uh, with customers, maybe on a personalized basis or, or widely. Um, and maybe in a similar vein, does that include getting customers to share their own stories about GM and their experiences with your brands? Yeah, um, I all uh, sort of all of the above. So over the last 18 months, it was actually very fortunate that we put a concerted effort on building up our digital capabilities, our ability to uh, focus more personally on our customers or potential customers and really be there to be what they had. So when all of this hit, I felt that uh, we were overall in a better place than we had been you know, two years ago. Uh, and all that work, I think people felt really inspired that it was starting to pay off. So one, uh, the one thing that we're pursuing is really staying closer to the customers and getting them the information they need exactly at the right time. So we did a couple things. We launched something um, last year called Cadillac Live for the Cadillac brand, which was a virtual showroom, allows people to actually chat with someone virtually, and they can give them walkarounds of the product and uh, answer any questions, but specific one-to-one, and all done um, through a video chat 
uh, capability. So you can imagine when all of this hit and people were suddenly at home, still very interested and still um, a lot of demand, as you mentioned, for vehicles, but they couldn't actually go out and, and do something that day. We saw a significant rise in the number of people who were experiencing that and also saying that they were having a really good experience. So I think that's shown us and our, our dealer network a whole different way that we can think about being present and engaging with people and really getting close to answer their questions. You also hear, you know, when you're in the video chat, you really get feedback instantaneously that um, that becomes very strong. Do they love this feature? Do they love the back seat? Do they, you know, what do they react to? What are their top concerns? So overall, it gives you this um, incredible feedback loop, which could be uh, really, really productive for us. So I think we're seeing that overall. The biggest thing I love is just the way uh, people are working. Um, work from home uh, has been very productive for a lot of people. And in fact, there are, um, you know, none of us, I think, were anticipating that. But it's changed the way we communicate, changed the way we use technology, again, helped everyone just focus on what to do. And I think a lot of that was because we couldn't see each other. We started having a lot more frequent discussions, short term, just short discussions, but a lot more frequently and really focused on decision making. So moving things along as quickly as possible. And I think uh, that will certainly stay along with some of the new habits that customers have. Well, I'm glad that you've said that in terms of the uh, quickness with which you're able to either come up with ideas or iterate on things. Because when I've asked folks about that or when that subject has come up, the narrative has been almost uh, opposite uh, given certain conversations I've had. Some folks have said precisely what you have, that what this has actually done is brought people together and made uh, things happen in a, in a friendlier way and actually more productive as a result. I was recently talking to the chief brand officer of Microsoft and she intimated as such. And then other times I have heard, you know, in breaking up and having a fragmented approach with uh, people being available virtually or like either with connectivity issues or whatever, what have you, tends to sometimes make things longer. And I'm curious from what you have seen in the way that it's made things more efficient or more productive, has something stood out there? Has there, has there been a great story about maybe a new idea that's come to light and you know whether it's it's happening now or yet to come that's come as a result of specifically being forced to go virtual in this way um yeah i think it was uh, it really interesting so you know when the when the uh, pandemic first started we uh developed um, a scenario we said basically this will probably go through five different phases uh one being, you know, the panic, the next being reassurance, then engagement while you're in the sequestering time to the recovery phase and to the new normal. So um, our teams were sort of uh, put themselves in that mindset and framed it up. So then you saw them go really quickly. And we had these meetings going on, you know, almost daily about are we adjusting? Are we doing something fast enough? So you saw, first of all, that there were a lot of here, what do, what do we need to do to help our customers? So we offered uh, the, the free Wi-Fi through OnStar. We ramped up um, our assessment with ShopClickDrive, which is the online shopping and buying. And we were able to move that really quickly. So almost every week we had a change. And then when we went into the sequestering phase, we had all the brands come out with really ways to engage and to really be productive on what they were doing. Um, so... 
it, it, uh, we had GMC coming out with their hand washing videos of 20 seconds. We had um, consumers, back to your first question, sharing all the content of what were they doing with their cars while we were in this big sequestering mode. Um, so it was uh, really exciting to see. And actually, most of those got more social engagement than we've seen in the past at all. So they were right on target in terms of where customers were, what they were being. So I think it shows us a couple of things. Like when we hit crises like this, really starting to establish a framework and approach for where you go, and then having all the teams really focused on a daily basis to have that feedback of where are we there or not. I have to ask the question also on the customer side with this, uh, with these stories, if one particularly comes out, whether it's a result of the rapid feedback and iteration that you're getting and also forced to do as a result of this, or uh, as a result of the things that you currently are doing that's impacting your customers in a positive way, whether it be the connectivity or otherwise. Is there a story or two that sticks out to you in, in, uh, in how you're able to amplify these stories or, or stories about causes, but anything done through the consumer? Um, the reason I ask this is because it's how we typically talk about authentic influence on the show. So I have to plug it a little bit, but I'm just curious in some of the ways in which you've seen it manifest in real life. Um, we're seeing it in, in several different places. And I think with everything that has gone on in the last, uh, you know, 10 days with the protests, especially we're seeing it even at a higher level, but we're always starting everything internally with um, our own employees first. So let me just give you an example. As we saw this uh, happening, we had some very uh, strong and pointed statements from Mary Barra, who basically took the position that we stand up against injustice. And that means, you know, taking the risk of expressing an unpopular polarizing point of view. Uh, and as we did that, we decided uh, over the last week to really engage with all of our constituents inside the company to understand what was the fastest and um, most meaningful to everyone. And so when I look at influencer marketing or people coming together on this and where we're going, to me, it has to be incredibly authentic. And it also has to start with your internal uh, stakeholders, your employees and, and where they are and all your team members. And that's what really takes it to the different level. So we quickly um, really look at, looked at that and, and our team members were amazing. Everyone jumped in, uh, was really um passionate about what difference that we can make, which would be real. From that, we were able to announce an, uh, a $10 million um, donation to support organizations that promote inclusion and racial justice. And then we're working with all of our teammates to make sure that we can do this collectively. Now, that's just one small first step, and it's just a step about where we go in the future. So a little different from the take that exa your exact question, but I think it's really important because that's the way that we think uh, marketing is overall in the future. It's a customer experience. It has to be authentically tied to the culture and the commitment of the individuals in the company that are providing that and where it's going forward. Um, and I think as we really hone into that, uh, it takes marketing to a whole different level of engagement, communication, uh, much more focused. And um, I think we're going to see a lot of wonderful things come from companies and brands as we go forward. I think a lot of people are, are, are very hopeful that what you've just said uh, comes true and that this truly does push brands to, to do better and to be better in that way. 
Thank you also for touching on uh, on that point of community contributions, uh, which was going to be the topic of my next question, but instead I'll modify it a little bit because you <laughs> mentioned that that, uh, by the way, massive contribution is as a first step on the on the, the path. And I'm just curious from your personal perspective, um, what that path looks like in a, a future state with regard to contributing to, let's say, progress generally. How do you see that continuing to play out? Um, you know, now that we have had these watershed moments, it seems every day with regard to these societal issues. Yeah, I think that the thing that we've talked about most is that there's not one day, one piece of creative, one statement that is the most important here. What is most important is first uh, awareness and a position, which I think we've clearly stated our commitment. And then that leads to dialogue. The dialogue will lead to understanding and all this understanding leads to change. So uh, the teams are you know, internally working very hard to map out this longer term change and how we can accelerate. And one, be an example. It's part of our uh, you know, vision of the future overall and where we should be and then how we translate that into how we engage with customers. So I don't think I can give you an exact today, but um, it's really exciting to see all the teams coming together, um, really engage with this and absolutely committed over the long term to pushing things forward. Uh, the other thing that um, Mary Barra has done is uh, form an, uh, uh, an advisory board that will be going. And then she has also accepted the role on the business roundtable on a key committee that they formed to be very influential, especially in the area of education. So um, I think this will, again, it's a, it's a major step. Um, I think it's really meaningful for all of us. And I know our team members at General Motors are extremely passionate about this. And it must be exciting for you to be leading such an enormous business uh, through that path towards whatever uh, final destination it may be, again, through many things, not just one individual. I think it ties back to what you said at the very beginning about taking time to reflect. And right now, people have to take time to reflect about the impacts that they want to make and how they want to be remembered. And whether that's regard to a tenure or a career, I don't think matters. It's just what you want to do to uh, to make a difference. And though that all just doesn't happen today, I want to round out with a question related to today and specifically to advice for others who perhaps are looking to start a path like the one that you've just described. The reason why I make this last ask is because I ask everybody this question. It's sort of the advice column of the show and listeners, you know what's coming up, but it's because of those listeners that I ask it. Most folks who tune into this show look to emulate the journeys of the folks who appear. Now, you've had an illustrious career, now stand at the helm of an enormous automotive brand and are able to contribute in a real way to real change. And that includes being authentic in messaging, being personalized, and relying upon all of these fantastic pieces of advice you've gotten over the years to move forward. So I'm curious if you might be able to impart a little bit of that onto our audience today. And it's a lot of lead up to the final and ultimate question, which is, what are some of your top tips on how to become more authentic in messaging or in the relationships that you develop as a brand? Yeah, I think that it all starts with us as individuals. And I know that my own career trajectory, when I went back to Wharton, where I went to business school, and I did a panel with one of the professors who studies sort of career pathing, he looked at me as I described my career, he's like, you've done nothing that fits into the general mode of what I've described. 
<laughs> and I said, you know what? I have led the best life ever that I could do. So, you know, my first part is you have to really be authentic in your own personal areas and beliefs and your own messaging. And the more you tie to that are driven by those passions, I think the more fulfilling and um, amazing that your life can be. So I finally found a place with General Motors that really matched uh, what I thought I could do, what I can contribute. And I have a fundamental belief in the, the direction of where it's been. And I think that's where we need to all start. Uh, if we want to be authentic in our marketing messaging, in our engagement with our customers and, and future consumers, and where we want to go. Um, it all comes back to that and back to my book, Be the Sun, Not the Salt. Because if we're all acting in that way, it's amazing how productive a company can be. It's amazing what we can achieve for uh, our customers, for the world at large, and how that makes us all feel as we're contributing and being productive. So, um, yeah, I didn't have a store, you know, the classic textbook career, but I think it shows what the opportunities can be if you follow uh, your internal uh, self and making your best life possible. Well, those are where the best stories come from. Those from, you know, which are non-traditional paths, uh, things that come to mind include, I, I had a, a very similar story or conversation with uh, the chief marketing officer of GE, of Linda Boff, who, who never expected to be in her position and thought that she had many different winding, twisting turns in her career to get to today. But it's all about uh, finding what, again, is just, just as you've said, personally, authentically yours. I really like that mantra, be the sun. I had to go and, and, and find that now. But uh, I, so I appreciate you dropping some, some, some recommendations for that too. And listeners, I'll put something in the show notes here about what I end up finding. But uh, for right now, I really look forward to the continued contributions that, that GM continues to make. Uh, I look forward to the releases that you, that you, that you have from a product portfolio perspective. Uh, and thank you today for sharing some of those mantras as well as the advice that you were able to give there towards the end. So for everything, Deborah, it was a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Deborah Wall from General Motors for joining the show today. Thank you for all the contributions that you're currently making, giving these contexts. And listeners, we did figure out a way for me to find that book that Deborah mentioned, and I'll be sure to get it to you in the show notes too. If you enjoyed this show, regardless of what car you drive, here's what you can do to stay in touch. First off, check out our website, podcast.vavoom.co. It's where I've got over a hundred of these types of interviews, which you can listen into. And if today's number one, maybe I can help you get to a hundred. And then also follow us on LinkedIn. We've got a showcase page there, Authentic Influence Podcast, where we have these shows and more. And finally, you can reach out to me, connect on LinkedIn, Adam Connor. Let me know what you're thinking about the show outside of a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen, which is also appreciated. But just reach out to me directly and let me know one-to-one what you want, and I'll try to bring it to you. I will be right back with another fantastic show about how a brand and a business is mobilizing its masses and contributing to causes and society to become more authentic. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.